Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up Podcast Edition. Where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We're your hosts. I'm Dean. And I'm Caritas. Caritas. Yes, I'll say it a different way each time. Okay, that's good. <laughs> the full experience of my name. <laughs> the full Icelandic experience. I like it. If this podcast is encouraging to you, consider hitting like and subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the notification bell. You'll be notified every time we do a new post. Mm, I love me a good notified <laughs> moment. <laughs> notified? <laughs> Is notified a word? <laughs> Miriam Webster Dictionary, we've got a new one for you here. Oh, <laughs> uh, Well, Dean. Yes. You were telling me something pretty cool that I think would be fun to share about a little experience or encounter with a dove this oh, week. Yes. Yeah, let, let's hear it again. I had an encounter with a dove. Mm. I was headed to work and I got a phone call about a shipment that I wasn't expecting. I was actually expecting it the next day. And so they were like, no, we're going to be there in half an hour. And I was like, what? You have to understand, in order to get this shipment off the truck, I needed a forklift, I needed an operator, mm -hmm. I needed help, I needed two or three guys to help me. So no bueno. I had nobody. So here I am driving, they're going to be there in a half an hour, what am I going to do? I'm like, okay, so I'm going to practice what we've been talking about on Let's Go Up. <laughs> Wait a tick, I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this from eternity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bazinga. Gonna do it from heaven, yeah. right? So I prayed. I said, "God, I, there's no way I can do this on my own." But with your eyes open, right? Because my eyes were open because I was driving. <laughs> no kidding. I just got the prayer out of my mouth, and a dove flew off the telephone line across, just in front of my truck, over and landed in the trees. And I'm like, "Okay, I think Jesus is with me here." Mm, I saw the sign. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I got to my office. Yeah. I picked up the phone and I made a couple of phone calls and. I just happened to catch one guy because it was raining really badly and he was headed home. And he said, actually, I'll stay if you need me. So he rounded up nice. a couple of other guys. They came and they helped. And then exactly at the time when I needed the forklift operator, because I didn't have one, mm -hmm. a guy shows up in his truck. He walks up and he said, hey, uh, I got off uh, another job early. Uh, do you need some help here? <laughs> He's the forklift operator. And he's there on the second that I needed him. Wow, on the day so, he's not the, even supposed to be there. He's supposed to be miles Random away. Random guy. <laughs> he shows up, he walks up, casual. He's like, do you need any help? Yeah, see, God, he'll bring you someone even with a certificate. <laughs> yeah. I'm licensed to, to operate. Absolutely. Heavy machinery. You went and you got the machine. We got unloaded. Everything was perfect. That's awesome. See, just one little prayer on the freeway, just putting your trust in him. Yeah. I love the dove. <laughs> yeah. That was dramatic. Yeah. Just like flew across this white dove. Oh, that's awesome. The doves are just starting to come back now. It's springtime, so I mm. see them all over the place. Or are they are I think they that was the first. Do they leave? They and do. Come back? Yeah, they leave, but I think that's the first one that I saw this year. It was probably the first dove in British Columbia. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It just was on a mission. It was on a mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, Dean, last week we were talking about timeless mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. What do you think about fluttering into that conversation some more? Fluttering. Fluttering. Like a dove, right? Like a dove. I'm, I'm in dove zone here, okay? <laughs> dove mode. Dove mode. Today's podcast 
is called Eternal Life Times Infinity. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Episode six already. Wow. Hard to believe. Yeah. When you're having fun, you know, it just... Time flies. flies by. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> yeah. Infinity. There are lots of examples of infinity even in our own world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one that you can spend a long time just diving into and getting more and more confused. <laughs> yeah. A lot of philosophical talks, mm-hmm. arguments, back and mm-hmm. forth, one way or the other. Yeah. But there are some things. My father was a math teacher. Mm. Mathematical infinity is really not very hard to find. You don't have to go any farther than taking the number eight and trying to divide it by three to get a repeating decimal that repeats infinitely. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take much. Yeah. And then, then you've got the, the circles, the circumference. Yes. I'm going to find that. You can't solve a circle without introducing pi. Which is an infinity number. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a number that's on another dimension. Hmm. Whoa. It doesn't even fit into our base 10 number system. The number systems, they never touch, even though they superimpose on top of each other. But that's the only way to solve a circle. Hmm. And then there's calculus. There's all kinds of things in mathematics. Things that repeat indefinitely, things that approach but never get there. Mm-hmm. The, the the line, the infamous line. Yes. <laughs> Lines that... <laughs> Geometry. Yeah. And then don't even go into space because no. that's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if space is infinite, but it's expanding infinitely, then it's infinite in its infinity. Okay, where's the mind blown sound? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> New sound effect here today. And that sound goes on for infinity. It's traveling somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, wow. And then there's there's the philosophical infinity type conversations. (laughs) Let let me read it. This is is what it is. Where an argument denies the existence of the argument, so thus the argument you are trying to make does not exist. Okay, so we've got some good solid examples here of the varieties of infinity. How about taking a camera and trying to take a picture of yourself, taking a picture of yourself, taking a picture of yourself in the mirror, and it goes on. Yeah, I've been in one of those elevators, those mirrored elevators where you see yourself, seeing yourself, seeing yourself, and then you get to your floor, but you don't even get off because you're too busy trying to see how far you go into that little mirror. That's called artistic or image-related infinity. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all kinds of infinity in our world. In my estimation, the fact that all these different types of infinities exist only proves to me that there's a God that's infinite. Mm, Yeah. Let's not limit our understanding or our ideas of Him. (laughs) Let me put it this way. I feel like what He's done is He's put fingerprints of His limitless nature Mm. all over our existence. These little clues. Yeah that we can find all over the place that speak about him. Yeah, yeah. Speak about his nature. And you, and you see it and you get a little more excited. <laughs> and it leaves us without excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it says in the Bible. The wonders and the mysteries, the mysterion. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So now let's talk for a couple of minutes about God and his infinity. Mm. Is God infinite? God is definitely infinite. It says in the Psalms that he's infinite in understanding, no limit to his understanding. The wisdom of man is foolishness to God or something like even yeah. our wisest, like most in-depth knowledge and understanding is just like, 
<laughs> yep. However, we can have his mind. Yes, the mind of Christ. And we will talk about that in a few minutes. Ooh, juicy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dean, how big is God? He's bigger than we can comprehend. I've been thinking about how God has chosen to reveal himself to us as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But that's just because that's what we can understand. Mm, yeah, I like how you put that. He's chosen to reveal himself that way. But he's not limited to that. He's not limited to that. In fact, he's much bigger than that. God is infinite, and all things are contained in him. Even our infinitely expanding universe is contained inside this infinite God. That makes him beyond comprehension in every way. Yeah, kind of hurts the mind. Hurts the mind. <laughs> Which is why we needed a new mind. <laughs> That's true. There we go. It's the reason why we needed to be brought into a place where we have the mind of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Brought into him so that we could understand. Living in this realm, in this world, in the flesh, in the nature of this world, and living by the Spirit, like we couldn't do it in our own mind. I There's think. no way in our own mind that we can comprehend yeah. the bigness of God. But He is otherworldly. He doesn't have a beginning. He doesn't have an end. There's no comparing Him. He says that in the Scriptures. He says, you can't compare me to anything. Yeah. There's nothing... But in, we still try. We try. <laughs> we do our best, but... Yeah, it doesn't usually work out so well, right? <laughs> For eternity, we'll be exploring the awesome infinity of God. He'll be revealing himself to us in infinite ways throughout eternity. But it won't feel like an eternity. No. Because time isn't... There's a phrase, time without end, but eternity is not time without end. Eternity is timeless. Eternity isn't just a very, very long time. Yeah. It's a place lit by the face of God like we talked about last week that has no time attached to it. Wow. God is timeless, completely timeless. So forever God will be revealing himself to us in ways that we can't comprehend right now. Eternity will be a blast. <laughs> is a blast. Eternity is a blast. That's right. <laughs> so if everything made is contained in him, if he has no limitations, then the word limitation holds no meaning in eternity. Not just time, but all kinds of other things too. And I think that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about eternal life today. Most people think eternal life starts when we die. But the reality is eternal life starts when we're born again. That's juicy right there. That's a good point. <laughs> Before we were born again, we were in eternal death. Mm. At the moment we're born again, born from our new nature. First we were born from water, then we're born from the spirit. Now we're born into eternal life. So now eternal life starts. Wow. So what does eternal life look like? What does it look like here on earth? Mm -hmm. My thoughts in the past week have gone to this. There's a whole bunch of things that we experience here that once we enter into eternal life, we need to rethink. We need our mind to be renewed to a whole lot of things. Yeah, complete shift in perspective. Complete shift in perspective mm -hmm. from the bottom up or from the top down, whichever you want to choose. Mm, wow. Yeah, and that would be a game changer in everything, in endurance, perseverance, what sound almost like negative words, like endure, persevere, from the, you know, work at it, <laughs> claw your way through pain and struggle through the, but from the eternal perspective, 
how different is that when you're seeing it from the place you're seated in heavenly places, Mm -hmm. from the eternal reality that Jesus is seeing things through? Yeah, every concept that we experience here on earth needs to be brought under the authority of eternity. Mm. I made a list Mm. of a few things here. Eternity is infinite in scope. Eternity is infinite in well-being. Eternity is infinite in supply. There's an infinite amount of light and love in eternity. Our purpose and our identity and our destiny is eternal. Pretty incredible. You know, if eternal life is to know him Mm -hmm. and all these things you just kind of touched on infinite in scope and well-being and and light and supply we can't lose i think we're used to thinking of those things being in eternity yeah someday mm-hmm. when we get there mm-hmm. but we don't understand that we're there now mm-hmm. and that we can start living in those things now we can start experiencing and encountering eternity in those areas of our life now mm-hmm. rather than down the road yeah when we die. <laughs> yeah, which which you can. That's an option. Absolutely. You're, you are free. You're to free to wait <laughs> if <wait>. you want. <laughs> it is your right <laughs> to wait. But but ah, but can we access it and withdraw from this account now? We can access and withdraw from it now because Jesus did. That's how he lived. Boom. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> okay. This one I love. Okay. Eternity is infinite in goodness. Oh, say that again. Eternity is infinite in goodness. Say it for the back, Dean. (laughs) (laughs) Eternity is infinite in goodness. God's goodness will be ever expanding throughout eternity. How good is God? This is where you chime the... As we try to ponder the ever-expanding eternity of the goodness of God. Come on, brain. Start working. (laughs) I think we're so used to thinking of these concepts from the realm of the flesh, not the spirit, and not from a renewed mind. And so our understanding of goodness isn't even good. Like Jesus Mm -hmm. had said to his disciples, like, why do you call me good? You don't even know what good is. Only the Father's good. Yeah, I'm just thinking of something here. The expansion of his kingdom will know no end. We're used to thinking of words like light and love, and goodness, and mercy, and grace, and all of the things that we experience here on the earth, supply, resource, health, well-being, wholeness. We're used to thinking of them as concepts, but we are not used to thinking of them as expanding concepts. Oh, next level, Dean. (laughs) Eternity takes a concept like goodness and puts it into the realm of Never-ending and ever-expanding. Wow. What does never-ending and ever-expanding love look like? What does never-ending and ever-expanding light look like? What does never-ending and ever-expanding supply look like? So if we take these normal things that we experience and look at them through the lens of eternity, what it does is it puts a no end to it Mm. and it puts a limitless expansion to it. I have to do that cricket for myself on that one. (laughs) That's just a crazy thought. So eternal life looks like all of these things that we experience here, we're going to lift them up and we're going to live life now through the lens of eternity. Mm. 
Mm. It doesn't sound like there'll be any, um, I'll be happy when this is over moments <laughs> in that lens, in that perspective, because every moment is a moment in eternity. Even a verse like Psalm sixteen eleven, you make known to me the pathways of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore, ever expanding and never ending pleasures wow. from the hand of God. Wow. That's eternity. Fullness of joy. Ever expanding joy. Eternal bliss. <laughs> Never ending. Glorious. Ever expanding bliss. We definitely need new language to unlock what the term eternal life means. Yeah. I'm convinced of it. It's more than just the fact that we'll live forever. It's the fact that all of the concepts that we experience as a sanctioned being created by God are brought into a place where they are thrust out indefinitely and expanded throughout all eternity. And that's a place that we can live in now. That's eternal life now. Starting to realize that those things need to be lifted up out of the mud and brought into eternal perspective. Which is the perspective that Jesus lived in, right? He demonstrated yes. a life lived there. He demonstrated a life lived without limits. Yeah. And he said, follow me. He's not... He's not setting this unreachable bar, you know, follow me, but you can't really. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> Joke's on you. You can't really. <laughs> Look what I did. <laughs> Joke's on you. You can't do this too. <laughs> right. Like as, as he is, so are you in this world. <laughs> not really, but no, actually, really, he means it. Yeah. That's exciting. So eternal life is to understand two things, without end and without limit, ever expanding. Those are three things that Joe Biden said. Two words, made in America. <laughs> oh, so eternal life starts when we're born again. Eternal life starts when we're born again, and it's to understand eternal expansion and without end. So I have a bunch of questions, and we're not going to answer these questions, I don't think. This podcast is not so much about answering questions today. It's more about putting our minds in a place where they can be renewed and they're all about engaging with eternity now. Eternal life includes, but is not limited to the following. I'm ready. Ooh. Ooh. And, Ooh. And, and since you have your little sound effects buttons, are you going to push the cricket sound every time you ask one of these super deep pondering questions? Maybe. <laughs> so eternal life, it includes engaging with infinity in every moment of our existence in a practical and literal way while living here on earth. I think what I mean by that is every situation that we come upon can have a limitless answer to it somehow. Mm. Infinity and eternity, if it's a reality in our life, then it needs to be part of the answer to everything that we face, right? Uh, yeah, I love the way you worded that in every moment of our existence, like anything that comes our way. Eternity needs to have the final say yeah. about everything that comes our way. And if we live like that, then we're engaging with infinity. Yeah. And if you're constantly seeing it through that lens, through the lens of infinity, of eternity, of the Lord, yes, it will change the way that situation looks and thus change your response. It changes the dynamic of the situation. We're no longer looking at it from an earth perspective. We're looking at it from a higher perspective. And I can tell you one thing, the key to changing the reality of a situation, or as they say, the manifestation of a situation on earth, is to start by viewing it from the heavenly perspective first. Yeah, well, and I think sometimes we cry out for a breakthrough in a situation, 
but we actually already have the breakthrough. We just aren't seeing it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. We haven't accessed it. It's already done. Mysterion. Mysterion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Eternal life includes but is not limited to engaging with the idea of infinite goodness. We've already talked about that. Never-ending and ever-expanding goodness here and now. How good is God? He's even better than we know. He's so good. We don't even understand the word good. (laughs) And he's not good in a weird kind of way. He's good in a very practical, eternal way. His definition of good is good. And he made everything good. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to challenge our listeners today. However good that you think that God is, see it through a new lens. The infinite lens. See it through the never-ending and ever-expanding goodness lens. Yeah. Consider that he might be even infinitely better than Times infinity. (laughs) Times infinity. That's right. How about this one? Eternal life includes the possibility of engaging with beings of eternity, Mm. like angels. And the cloud of witnesses. Cloud of witnesses. Mm. So what does it look like to partner with the host of heaven Mm. here on earth as it is in heaven? What if it can just be a natural occurrence? I feel like it is supposed to be a natural occurrence. A very natural... freak out, see an angel! (laughs) (laughs) I want to be careful how I say this, because there is no real biblical record of this, but I feel like in the original creation of man, that there was a connection between us and the angelic that was lost. If you look at a book like the Book of Enoch, we read from that last week, it actually talks a lot about that. It talks about the engagement with the heavens and with the beings of heaven and how that looked and how it was supposed to look Mm. and how it all went wrong. It's something that we've lost But in our new creation and in our eternal creation, there's definitely something that needs to be rediscovered there. Jesus engaged with angels. He said at the very beginning of his ministry, he said to Nathanael, because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see even greater things than this. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. I never want to justify anything in my life that's not Christ. Mind blown. Wow. <laughs> hmm. So if Christ experienced and encountered that, we need to at least consider the possibility that it should be normal yeah. or that it should be normalized in our life mm-hmm. in a new creation, eternal mindset. Can we get to the place where the only thing we ever compare our life to is the life he demonstrated. That's it. We don't compare it to what we've grown up seeing, what we've heard, what we've been taught, what we've always, you know, understood, what people are saying or doing, our circumstances, only him. Mm -hmm. Can we get to that place where if he experienced it, I can experience it? We are called to represent him or to represent him. Oh, represent him. On this earth. Nice. So if someone meets you, they should be able to have a good enough idea of what it would have been to meet Jesus because he's so in you. That's right. And you're walking so in step with him. Yeah. One with him. He's so in us and we're so in him. United and intertwined. Like yes. How, how close is close. All right. Do you have any more of yep. these? Uh... Eternal life includes going before the courts of heaven with the things that need addressing here on earth. Oh. This goes along with the idea of engaging with the beings and saints and angels of heaven 
But what would it look like if we went before the courts of heaven with the things that need addressing here on this earth, took them right there to heaven, yeah, right to that's eternity? That's the first place you're taking it. Yeah. Not calling a friend. <laughs> Do not pass go. <laughs> Do not rant. Just straight there. Do not rant. <laughs> go straight to the courts of heaven. I like it. Take it before the eternal judge. Hmm. I, I have a feeling you'll get a much quicker and more appropriate solution. <laughs> In Isaiah 49, it says, Surely the justice due me mm. is with the Lord. Mm. I have another one. Eternal life includes finding a practical and literal expression of taking our seat in heavenly places. Oh, we are seated with him in heavenly places. He yeah. is the head. And that not just being a concept. Yeah, that's not just a concept. So I'm going to ascend to heaven. I'm going to sit in a seat somewhere in Christ in the heavenly places. That's part of my new kainos, yeah. eternal life wow. mindset. It actually says we're seated there, which means we shouldn't really be leaving. We should be living from that place. Mm -hmm. It's like that place of rest Jesus talked about. Getting out of that mindset of works and striving and trying, even even like trying to do good things to please God, like... None of that, just rest, seated in heavenly places, in Him, one with Him, Him in you, resting there. And everything is addressed from that position. I love the way you said that. Everything is addressed from that place. The whole idea of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, trying to do good, avoid evil, it's not even a reality or a concept in that place. It's just the tree of life. It's just heaven eternity. It's a completely different perspective. It's the immediate thought in every circumstance that we come across that heaven's got us. Eternity's got the answer. Eternity has the solution to this. And you can rest in that place. We're resting in that. So the what ifs and the fears and the rabbit trails we can kind of go in our thinking when we're outside of the mind of Christ, it doesn't exist there. Because it doesn't right. exist in his mind. Because we're in him and we're seated there. Mm -hmm. And to be in that place all the time, can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Is it possible, Dean? It's entirely possible. <laughs> it explains how Jesus was able to go through so much and seem so unfazed. Like how he could stand before Pilate and truth is standing before you. Truth in the flesh and you're calling him a liar. And he doesn't defend himself. He doesn't get annoyed or agitated. There's a level of peace on someone who's actually seated in a different place, mm -hmm. a single eye. Seeing everything from the perspective of eternity. Mm -hmm. Part of our eternal inheritance given to us at new birth when we were given eternal life. Mm -hmm. Here's another one. Eternal life includes living in a practical expression of being the bride of Christ even while being here on earth. The bride of Christ is an eternal concept. We will be the bride of Christ for eternity. But what does that look like living here on earth? I love one translation called the Holy Spirit, the, an engagement ring almost, or it was maybe in a footnote or something. It's, it's like this promise. The Holy Spirit being given to you as a seal, a seal, and it was compared to a engagement ring. The bride of Christ here on earth with this seal, with this engagement ring, mm -hmm. every time she looks at it, it reminds her of this wedding coming, mm -hmm. you know, the anticipation and the excitement and the joy. So the anticipation of that wedding day as we live here on earth is just part of that expression of eternity. I think it's something that's ever before us in our minds. But I think what we need to do now is we need to start locking our eyes on that bridegroom. Yeah. 
when you're engaged, as you get closer and closer to your wedding, all these other things start mattering less and less. Things that really mattered before <laughs> in your life just kind of don't really matter because the day is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic. I don't care. I'm getting married tomorrow. <laughs> just that excitement and awareness of how everything is going to change your whole lifestyle, everything with Christ. It's like that when we really realize how close it is. That we're his bride. It will be our eternal reality. Hmm. And it's starting now. It reminds me of the prodigal son, but you have the other, the brother who got upset. The father said, everything I have is yours. Like everything he has. He did say, everything that I have, you could have had at any time. Eternal life is ours now. We don't have to storm out of the party. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have another one. Eternal life includes living in the fullness of the blessing of eternity in every realm of our lives. The word blessing means to be empowered to prosper and succeed. So think of never-ending, ever-expanding blessing starting now. One, two, three, go. (sighs) The blessing of God so significant on our life that it changes the way we engage in every single arena of life. Do you have any more, Dean? I do. I have a few more. (laughs) How many? Limitless. This podcast will carry on for the next three years. (laughs) This podcast is infinite. This episode is infinite. (laughs) Stay tuned tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day as Dean continues his list of the eternal life realities. (laughs) Eternal life includes an ever-expanding and never-ending sense of destiny on our lives, potential, identity, purpose. All these things that people chase and yearn for their whole life, identity, Mm -hmm. purpose, calling. There's something deep in us that yearns for it because it's it's the eternal calling on our life that we're meant to live in. Mm -hmm. So what happens if we take the idea of the destiny that's on our lives, the calling of God on our lives, and we take it out of the mindset that it's only meant for this earth? And for the years that we have here, we lift it up and we place it in the eternal realm with an eternal mindset. It says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance on our lives. That means they're going to be expanding for eternity. So the things that God has called us to, they're never ending, Mm -hmm. never ending, ever expanding destiny. I just like the sound of that. Yeah. Here's another one. Eternity includes embracing the reality of unlimited resources for eternity as the standard by which we are now defined in this life. Elaborate on that, Dean. How big is the universe? How big is God? How unlimited are the resources that he has for us, expanding throughout eternity? But can we pull that up where we live now with unlimited resource? Every time we come across a situation that we need something, the resources of heaven is there to bring it to us. We tend to try to work so hard for everything that we get here, but there is a place that we can live. Eternal life includes unlimited resource. Well, Jesus, Jesus, so many examples. Jesus lived with unlimited resource. Yeah. Everything that he needed was there when he needed it. We need to be looking at him more. (laughs) We do. He showed us these things that aren't just these make-believe stories. It actually happened. For a reason, not just to like show off. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't just come, like you said, 
to show us a way to live and then laugh at us and say, ha ha, you can't <laughs> yeah, do that. I could get taxes out of a fish, but not you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Feed 5,000. It makes me want to go get my fishing rod right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing um, that struck me with that um, scripture about feeding the 5,000, he told the disciples, you feed them. That's true, he did. God, help me. I need this and this. You do it because mm-hmm. it's available. You just need to grab it. Jesus talked a lot about not storing stuff up. He lived very much in the moment. When he needed something, he would go to eternity. He would pull it from eternity and it would be there for him. He was kind of always using language like don't store stuff up for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, in a place where rust and moth can deteriorate it. Yeah. But store stuff in heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that when you need it, you can pull it from there. So his mindset was definitely an eternally resourced mindset. Yeah. And it was fun sometimes, like the the wedding party and the and the wine, you know, just yeah. run out and people are gonna be all upset and so Turns water into wine. There you go. Again, I don't think he was just showing off. <laughs> no. Nope. Just like taking the resources. All right, I've got some wine in heaven. <laughs> mm. This is a statement I wrote down when I was thinking about the limitless resources of eternity. Eternity includes living with the understanding that our reactions to the situations presented to us on this earth are no longer confined to the resources available to us here. They now include options for solutions that are based on the limitless resources of eternity. Wow. So eternity changes our options for resources. Woo. (laughs) Okay, one more. So you don't say, I I ran out of options. (laughs) Limitless options in eternity. Jesus wasn't out of options when he needed bread and fish. Mm -hmm. So good. All right, let's hear this last one. Last one. Eternity includes living with the awareness that we have the mind of Christ oh, and that our minds can be elevated to a different level of expansion and reach. An expanded state of mental awareness is available in the eternal life. Mm-hmm. We no longer have to use mind power to think through the situations that we're encountering here. Mm-hmm. We can go to eternity, we can go to the Father, we can go to the Holy Spirit. It tells us in Corinthians how to do this. It tells us how to have the mind of Christ. I'm going to start by reading in chapter 2 and verse 9. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. So the heart of God over us is infinite. Mm. It's so big that... I cannot see it, ear cannot hear it. It hasn't even entered into our hearts. So we come across a situation and we're pondering what to do. We don't have to use mental power to figure this out anymore. Mm -hmm. Here's what we do. We go to the Holy Spirit. Here I am. I'm in a situation and I don't know what to do. And he sends a dove flying across the street. street. (laughs) I got your back, son. (laughs) He can do that because he is a dove. So what does he do? It says that the Holy Spirit searches all things. Mm. So he searches the heart of the Father because the heart of the Father is so big. The Holy Spirit is like a search engine, like Google, (laughs) searching the heart of the Father Mm. for the answer. And once he finds it, he brings it to us and he reveals it to us spirit to spirit. 
that's in the eternal realm. And at the very end of these verses, it says, For who can know the mind of the Lord? But we have the mind of Christ. So living an eternal life includes us being able to access the thoughts and the mind and the heart of the Father in heaven mm-hmm. for the situations that we encounter here on earth. Mm. Yeah, and well, and he said that. Don't worry about what you're going to say. You'll be given the words when you need them. They'll be given to you They'll in the moment. They'll be given to you in the moment. Where was this? In, in Matthew. Matthew 10. Yeah. Yes, I knew that. That's good, Cretus. <laughs> so we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is part of our eternal inheritance. So we need to stop normalizing thoughts that aren't thoughts of Christ. If he's not having the thought, it doesn't belong. Have another thought. <laughs> That's right. Oftentimes we put ourselves down and we say, oh, that was stupid or, mm. you know, that was a stupid thing of me to do or to think or to say. Mm-hmm. We need to stop with that mindset. His mind changes everything for us. It changes everything. His mind isn't offended. There's no offense in his mind. There's no rage. There's no shame or guilt or condemnation. Mm-hmm. We have his mind, his limitless mind. Yeah. He is the head. So let's let's make sure we've got our head on. <laughs> Get our head on straight. <laughs> Greatest, where did you come up with that? <laughs> Bam. <laughs> let's get our head on straight. Let's get the mind of Christ. Yeah. yeah where did that come from even? <laughs> Where did that even come from? The Lord will give you words when you need them. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the mind over matter and like the the working, the sound mind, where is that where does he say He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Sound mind. He's given it to us. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that we have to earn or work for or strive or try. Mm-hmm. There's a simpler solution. Mm -hmm. Stepping into eternal life. Mm -hmm. Embracing the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, not being afraid to go there Mm -hmm. and stay there and remain there. Being willing to have everything you've ever thought to be reconstructed by the Holy Spirit, to have everything revealed in a new living way, Mm -hmm. what we're so familiar with. Every concept that we experience as a human person needs to be brought under the authority of eternal life Yeah. when we say yes to Jesus. Mm. Denying ourselves and picking up the cross and following him. Yeah, that's such a vital part of our life with Jesus that I think we can just so easily glaze over. If you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. Everything in you that isn't me, everything outside of your intended design of how you were actually meant to be as God as your father, reseeded, born again of new seed. Incorruptible seed. Incorruptible seed. Anything outside of that, you need to deny it, put it off. Stop giving it a place in your mind and your identity and who you are. It doesn't mean that the thoughts and the feelings are going to go away overnight, but stop normalizing it over yourself and fighting for it because you've always felt it and always thought it. Mm-hmm. Deny it. Be willing to be reborn and renewed in the spirit of your mind. Mm-hmm. Be willing to have everything that you see change, the way you see it and the motive behind your life. Be willing to be completely new, and then you can follow me. But you can't if you if you want to hold on to that old life, because that's not really who you are. Caritas, that was a mic drop. 
So good. <laughs> so good. So I think what you're trying to say is everything that we experience here on earth needs to be renewed to a new reality of us being in Christ, us being seated with him in heavenly places, mm -hmm. and us experiencing eternal life in the now. Mm-hmm. Never ending and ever expanding. Yeah, and we, we'll we'll stop needing to go there, come come back to reality. You'll just stay there, mm -hmm. and then everything will be seen through there and lived through there, experienced through there. Yeah. So today has been more about asking questions yeah. and being willing to admit that we have a lot of mind renewal that we need to go through. <laughs> We've normalized a lot of things. Mm, yeah. We've put off a lot of things to a future time that we can be living in now. Mm -hmm. And the only difference between that and now is the way that we think. The new creation, eternal life now realities. Yes, I like it. Kainos now. Kainos now. <laughs> I think we might have just come up with a new, a new catchphrase there. <laughs> Kainos now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Kratos, that's a good place to end. That's where we're going to end. It's always hard to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We've had an awesome time today talking about eternal life. Yeah. In the now. In the now. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next Monday. Have an awesome week. <laughs>